you know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and life, to starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Own Your Career podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch. I am the author of the book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, which is designed to help people stop drifting and take control of their futures. I speak in a lot of large companies uh, to help people take ownership of their careers, and that is the mission that I'm on to inspire more people to own their careers and act more intentionally so that they can be happier and more fulfilled and possibly stay with the companies they're with longer uh, because they're more engaged as well. And I want to help you have a happier, more fulfilled career. And that starts with owning your career. And I want to help you prepare for the future so that you can be more successful in the future as well. We never know what the future might bring. We don't know what's coming around the bend or the corner, but we can do certain things to help set ourselves up for success. And if you've been listening to this series for a while, you know, we talked a while back about how to own your career, laying the foundation with self-awareness and setting a vision and connecting to purpose and your values and what energizes you, and then setting some really specific goals and going after those. We talked about taking responsibility and getting help. And then as we shifted into this section on preparing for the future, I talked about the future of work. And in our last episode, we talked about the importance of investing in continuous learning to help you prepare for the future and stay relevant and not be disrupted. Well, today we're going to talk about the next part of preparing for the future, which is building your network. And I have two chapters in the book about the importance of building your network. And I don't think there's been anything in my career that has been less important, uh, sorry, more important, <laughs> nothing in my career that's been more important than having a great network. Almost every job opportunity I've gotten in my career, almost every business opportunity has come from, my network has come from relationships. And you really just never know where things are going to come from. Uh, as my friend Ben Killoy told me once, you're only one conversation away, or you're always just one conversation away from changing your life. And you never know where that conversation might happen or where I might come from. Uh, that's why I'm big on getting out there, going to conferences, attending summits, doing networking, uh, joining online communities, getting onto LinkedIn, talking to people at various functions. And it's not like I'm talking to people everywhere all the time, uh, but I'm always looking to make new friends and and find out what people are up to and getting curious. And um, I find that sometimes opportunities come from that. I mean, just this week, uh, earlier this week, as I'm recording this, I, a new friend called me with a speaking opportunity. And uh, he has a client that is looking for a speaker for their conference. And he thought of me. And the reason why uh, I didn't know him not that long ago was because we met at a meetup uh, this last weekend for holders of vFriends, Gary V's NFTs, which I've talked briefly about in the past. And you want to find out more about my whole journey through the NFT world and having vFriends, check out my podcast, My NFT Journey. Uh, but we met because we both hold this same NFT and we went to a local meetup. And we only met there because I connected with a guy named Colby Burt on Discord um, and he was organizing the meetup and we became local friends. And I only got that opportunity because I bought the NFT from Gary V last May because I was following him. And then I was willing to put myself out there and join the Discord, which is the social channel, and go start 
talking with people and looking for a local meetup and things with people in common. And then going there and talking to people and getting curious, meeting someone, telling him what I do. And now he's bringing me an opportunity, right? So I tell this story because you never know where the next opportunity might come from and you never know what it might be, but it's not going to happen if you don't put yourself out there and talk to people. And also it, it may not happen very quickly. Like this one had a, say a quicker turnaround, um, but you might meet somebody and build a little bit of a relationship with them. And then 10 years later, they have a job opportunity or they happen to become your boss at a company or leading a project that you want to work on, right? You just never, never know. And that's why it's important to go out there and build relationships with different people. And that is what is going to help set us up for future success. So <clears throat> I would ask you first to think about how do you feel about networking? Do you love it? Is it like something you're like, eh, I'm okay with, or do you run away? And I can tell you that early in my career, in my childhood and high school and maybe early 20s, I would have told you that I would run away from networking. I wouldn't know what to say. I felt very shy. Um, then I started coming around. I started seeing the importance. Um, in 2005, I read a book called Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi, and it was all about the power of networking and how to set yourself up for success with networking. And it just so happened at that time, I was also starting business school at uh, the University of Southern California, Marshall School of Business in summer 2005. And because I had read that book, I was determined to get the most out of that experience by networking like crazy and meeting as many people as I could. And uh, so that's what I did. In fact, I remember the first day I met a man named Taiki Esheim, who ended up becoming a very good friend. And uh, we were both on that same mission and we kind of had a little competition to see who could meet the most people and build the biggest network. And it was like a fun competition as we were going off and meeting people and introducing each other to people. Um, and later I ended up being elected president of the class that we had that first year of 75 students. And uh, two years later, I was elected president of the MBA program of about 700 people. And the reason I tell you that is because while I do think I have some worthy leadership skills, right, um, it's a business school, and most people there were probably qualified for that job. I think the reason I won, the reason I got it, and by the way, in the third year when I was president of the whole program, nobody even ran against me. Uh, it was kind of assumed that that was the role that I was going to take. And it was just because I knew the most people. In my mind, that was it. Like, I had the most friends, and therefore, the most people were going to vote for me. And I had it kind of locked in because of that. Um, you know, maybe it's a little bit of a popularity contest and certainly we don't necessarily want that in all of our politics, but that's how I got those roles. And I'm very proud of that. And I'm very proud that I held those. And I think we did fairly well <laughs> while I was in them. Nothing major that I had to deal with anyway. Um, but I got that because I was president or because I, I knew the most people. And then later on, um, I discovered, I stumbled into my dream job working for a really cool consulting company called BTS because of a friend that I met through business school at Marshall, who was two years younger than me, or two years uh, behind me in school, I should say. Age is not um, quite as relevant. Uh, but that means we didn't know each other in class, but we had met at a tailgate and um, kept in touch. And then I reached out to him when I was thinking about changing careers. And he said, oh, check out this company I just went to work for. His name was Adam Boggs. And he got me an interview with BTS. And uh, he helped me prepare for that interview. And I nailed it and I got it. And it was a totally dream, wonderful job for me uh, for several years. And it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for that connection. It wouldn't happen if I didn't talk to him at uh, the tailgate and if I didn't send him an email to ask for his help and advice when I was looking for a new job. 
Um, and that's just what happens when you build a network, you build relationships, and you're willing to put yourself out there and ask people for help. You may not always get it. Things may not always work out. Uh, but people like to help each other. And the opportunities, you know, they're never going to come if you don't put yourself out there, right? Um, I think Wayne Gretzky famously said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take uh, and something like that, right? So you've got to be able to put yourself out there. Uh, so I got that job. And then the next thing was a business opportunity to go work with my friend Bennett Phillips at APG. Um, that was because of a relationship we had built uh, several years prior. Um, and then, you know, I went on to publish my book and go out on my own. And I got so much help from so many different friends and people in my network um, that I had been meeting and working with and helping over the previous years. It was just amazing how that happens. And so I wanted to share that story with you uh, to show you how powerful networking is and can be and still is for me on a daily basis. And I'm always meeting new people and reaching out to old contacts. Um, and so I'm curious, I, I would love for you to reach out when I'm when I'm doing like a keynote, I lead this conversation and get feedback. Um, but this is a one way conversation right now, you can't uh, respond back to me, but I'd love for you to reflect back and think about how you got the job that you're in, or maybe the job before that, uh, or the business that you're in. How did you end up in that? Was it uh, something that you applied for online? Was it randomly by chance? Or was it through a connection, through a relationship, right? Um, was it someone at the company that reached out and recruited you? Was it someone that you knew that went there? Uh, was it a colleague? Was it a friend? Um, how did you get that role? And, and reflect back on the different jobs that you've had and how many of them came from the quote-unquote traditional track of like applying online for something and how many of them came from connections or relationships. And I'd be willing to bet you've had a few that came from connections. Even someone who's not all the time trying to network like me tends to get things from connections. And when you really think about it, if you are wanting to get a new job, wouldn't you rather be introduced by a friend uh, with a warm introduction so that your resume kind of goes to the top of the pile uh, versus applying online and being anonymous applier along with, you know, 100, 200, 1,000 other people. I would rather have a friend walk me in and introduce me uh, and get me that job. And in fact, I have been sort of off of my own now for a few years. The last time I got a job, a new job, was when I got that consulting job with BTS in 2011. Uh, before that, I had a job uh, with uh, an insurance company that I got because I met someone at a networking um, cocktail reception or networking mixer, and she brought me in for an interview and essentially hired me. The job before that, I got from a friend who uh, referred me into his company, and um, I got the interview and I got the job. Um, so the last time I actually applied for something online where I didn't have a connection in um, was in roughly, I want to say 2004. It's been 18 years. It's been a long time <clears throat> because I find it just easier, right? When you someone walks you into a job and puts your resume on top, like you're a lot more likely to get it. And therefore, I've gotten almost every job I've interviewed for because it was always someone that referred me. And now some of those jobs, many of those jobs were not a good fit for me, um, but they came easier. Now, if you put yourself in the shoes of the hiring manager, the interviewer, would you rather have someone you trust recommend someone to you that you can hire fairly quickly because you trust them? Or would you rather pour through 300 resumes, interview 20 of those people, narrow it down to 10 and five, and then finally pick somebody. Um, maybe you've got a bigger pool and you might find somebody more qualified, but it sounds like an arduous process. I would rather 
uh, hire someone that's referred to me, right? So everybody prefers the networking uh, connection route. And it's not always fair, right? I'm always, I'm all for equity and diversity and all that sort of stuff. So we have to account for those things. Um, we want to get rid of the good old boys club that has, you know, been pervasive in business for, for a century, but, um, it's not going to ever going to change that people prefer to hire people they know or referred by people they know and relationships are powerful. So you want to make sure you're investing in that. Now I've shared some of my story. I would encourage you again to reflect on your story um, and then I want to share with you a few tips on how to go about networking. And, and maybe you know these things already. Maybe you do well with this already. Uh, number one is you've got to be proactive. So in this day and age where many of us are working remotely, we're not in an office where you could just like walk into the break room and run into John, who you haven't seen in a while, and start up a conversation about the ball game and then like what's going on at home and, and what are you working on, that sort of thing. Um, and there's not as many lunches and happy hours. You've got to be more proactive with reaching out to people and and reaching out to John and saying, hey, John, I saw you work in marketing. We haven't talked in a long time. I'd, I'd love to catch up and just hear what you're working on, right? And just get on Zoom or get on a phone call, right? And start doing that. If you did that once a week or twice a week, you would have a pretty great network, uh, even just within your own company. And you could start doing that with outside of your company as well. So you got to be proactive in reaching out to people. Number two is leading with curiosity. Curiosity is really important here um, because people like talking about themselves, whether they admit it or not, whether they say they're shy or introverted, it doesn't matter. People are thinking about themselves all the time. They like talking about themselves. And if you can let people talk about themselves, they're going to like you more. It's just a common psychological phenomenon, right? Um, and also takes less pressure, takes the pressure off of you to try to perform or entertain or say things all the time. You just ask questions and be really curious and get to know people and I find that they really appreciate that. Uh, in the 1930s, Dale Carnegie wrote a book called How to, Friend, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, it was famous then, it's famous now, and it still rings true today, 80 years later. He said that people's favorite word is their name and people's favorite subject is themselves. And it's true, right? People like talking about themselves. I like talking about myself. You like talking about yourself. Uh, so lead with curiosity. Let people talk about themselves. Number three is seek to add value. Find a way to add value to people, um, you know, look for those opportunities and uh, they're going to appreciate that. So before, and then number four is give before taking. So before you start asking for things, find ways to add value to others. Now that might be um, something you can do for them professionally. It could be something personally. It could be a recommendation. It could be some information you give them. Um, it could be that you're giving them a referral or an introduction to something like find something, right? Even if it's just a restaurant tip or a movie um, recommendation, uh, that could add value to them. And then uh, finally, don't be afraid to follow up and keep in touch, right? People are really busy. Uh, if you want to get a meeting with somebody, you might have to follow up three, four, five times. I've done it many times in my life and it tends to continue to pay off. Um, okay, as far as where to network, we've talked about the importance, where to network. Uh, you can do it internally inside of your company. Uh, you definitely want to do it across departments and talk to people in different areas of the business. So not just in your own group or your own department. Get to know people in IT, in finance, in marketing, in legal, in HR, uh, because those people could all be beneficial to you as you try to do different things in your career. You can go to networking mixers, both in person and virtually. Uh, I host networking mixers monthly inside the, the talent development community that I run. And I attend networking things um, from time to time. You can go to actual conferences. As I mentioned, 
Uh, I'm going to, uh, I think I mentioned in the last episode, I'm going to four conferences coming up here in May and probably more in the fall. You can attend online summits. Uh, you can do volunteering. Um, you can network at church and church groups. You can go through online groups. I've made a lot of friends through Facebook communities, uh, online communities that I belong to, um, as well as through LinkedIn, uh, which is another powerful, great place to, to meet people and make friends. So there's a lot of great places to do it. Uh, there's no shortage and no excuse. Um, and then you can, uh, you know, part something powerful that comes from building your network is it also starts to help you build your brand, which we're going to talk about in the next episode, and also helps you start building influence. Um, influence starts with trust and uh, lead. And then the next piece is competence. And this leads to more impact inside organizations. And so as you build your network and you build relationships and you build trust with people, then you have more influence and you're able to really get more things done. So my question for you is what networking habits do you want to establish? And I say habits because I think it's important that if you want to grow your network, you think about it in terms of what am I going to do on a regular basis to grow, to, to maintain and grow my network? So maybe that means I'm going to reach out to five new people a week and I'm going to uh, reach out to one or two existing people in my network a week to check in with them and see how they're doing. And that could be over email, text message, uh, Facebook Messenger, LinkedIn. Um, there's lots of different ways you can go about it. Uh, but, you know, being kind of regimented and, and something, you know, creating a habit around it, if it doesn't come naturally to you, maybe even a goal to say, I'm going to reach out to 10 new people a week or 10 people a week. Uh, eight new and two in my existing network or something like that to check in and try to schedule some Zoom calls and I'll have at least one call a week with somebody new uh, or a meeting a week with somebody new, coffee chat, whatever, to get to know people. That is going to help you build that muscle and build that network and allow you to keep doing it regularly. Um, so I would ask you, you know, what are you going to be doing? What habit do you want to establish? Uh, who do you want to network with? Who do you want to build a relationship with, right? Maybe it's um, your boss or your boss's boss or another senior executive. Maybe it's one of uh, some of your peers. Uh, maybe it's somebody in a different department or maybe you're interested in looking for a different kind of job and you want to start networking with people who have that job. Uh, I'm a big fan of informational interviews. So if you think you want to get into HR one day, you're right now you work in marketing, um, start reaching out to people who work in HR and just say, hey, can I, in, can I do an informational interview? Can I ask you questions about your career and what you do, um, what you like and what you don't like? And I want to try to find a way to get into this space as well. And people love sharing their experience and sharing advice. As long as you're not asking them for anything, you're not putting them in an awkward position by asking them for a job or something else, right? So just go to them. <clears throat> Have a conversation, informational interview. Ask for you know some to, for them to share their story and some advice uh, to get into their career. And I think people really like doing that. So think about who do you want to build a relationship with, um, and start to write that down. Uh, maybe make a list of people, uh, both generally like oh I want to meet more product developers, and more specifically like I want to talk to to Sally who is the vice president of talent in this space, whatever it is, right. What are the, who are those specific people that you can reach out to a couple times and see if they'll take a meeting with you? And then take action, you know, pick somebody and send them a message right now. Stop and go to LinkedIn or maybe it's a text or an email and send a message and let somebody know if it, they're a contact you already know that you'd like to catch up. If you don't know them, um, that, hey, you'd like to get to know them and set up a coffee chat, virtual coffee uh, to get on Zoom or phone. And just understand more about what they're doing and, and see how you can support them. Um, and then the last thing I'll say, I'll remember uh, to remind you here is that 
humans are social creatures. We have existed in tribes for like 98% of our human history. We couldn't survive without each other. And now we live in a day and age where we could survive without living, leaving our house or ever seeing another person, right? Because you could work remotely and order your food delivered and all that sort of stuff. But we are social creatures. I think we need each other. And I think we benefit from supporting each other and working with each other and helping each other. And so that's why networking is, I think, still really important and uh, something I'm still going to continue to do. I learn the most from other people. I, I am happier when I'm working with and, and around other people. Um, and there's an old, I believe, African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. So yeah, you can get things done quickly by yourself. But if you really want to go far in your career, you will build a network, you'll build relationships, you'll get to know people. And I will find, I find it makes, it brings you more success. Okay. Last, last thing is remember that nobody cares more about your career than you do. Nobody's going to come to you and say, uh, Jim, you need to go build your network or Anthony, you need to go build your network or Gemma, you need to go build your network or Helen, you need to go build like no one's going to tell you those things. You've got to sit down and make a plan and do it for yourself. Take ownership, take responsibility. And uh, remember that I've got resources here to help you. Uh, Everything I talked about is in my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, which is available on Amazon. We have free resources on our website, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com. Just go to ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash bonus and sign up for the free resources, including the five steps to owning your career uh, that'll walk you through some of these things. And the five uh, most common career mistakes are on there as well. Um, And if you're looking for someone to speak in a company to inspire more people to take ownership of their careers, feel free to reach out to me. My email address is andy at andystorch.com. I appreciate you listening. Would love for you to share this podcast with others. Leave a rating or review uh, on the podcast player you're using if you haven't done it already and uh, pass it on. And the greatest compliment to me would be for you to go take action on these things and go out and own your career. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you next time.